0: We Fish ASA, the best iron fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. I'm Steve Sarley, my partner's Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is always pleased to offer you a conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, the most entertaining, as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing, We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association, in particular, St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion and Daiwa. They've got your bass cover, boy they sure do, Daiwa Reels. Don't forget that We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7 everywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to check out our website, wefishasa.com. We Fish ASA is manufactured by our executive producer, Mr. Brad Nierman, down in Lando Lakes, Florida, calling himself Berserk Productions. Hi, Brad. How you doing? On today's show, we welcome a nice array of guests. Dave will be bringing on Alex Smey. Who is subbing for our good friend Dan Johnson? Alex May will be on for St. Croix. And then Bob Scott represents Rabbit Baits. You may think you have seen Rabbit Baits before, but you've probably seen something that kind of looks like them. Rabbit Baits are very unique. They just sponsored a big Major League Fishing tournament. They are making a very, very huge effort in the world of baits. Rabbit Baits, Bob Scott will be with us and Dave shortly. Then I get to visit with one of my favorite guys. He is Bill Simenthal, a tremendous fisherman, a great promoter and educator. Man, this guy knows how to catch fish. He knows how to design baits. He's going to talk about what's up in Bill Simenthal's world out in California and the ICAST convention that's coming up, which I'll be happy to spend some time with Bill there. But first, let me hand off to Dave Kranz is going to bring out Alex Smay from St. Croix. Take it away, Dave.
1: As Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast, and this segment is always brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Normally we have Dan Johnson, but uh, we have Alex Smay today. He is a regional sales manager for St. Croix. Welcome back to the program, Alex. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No, oh, no problem. You filled in one other time before, and... Uh, you know, we, uh, we we like to get a little diversity. And uh, why don't you tell the listeners uh, what you're doing for St. Croix and uh, the region that you do it in? Well, I'm certainly going to bring some diversity uh, compared to
2: Dan Johnston. Dan is just an absolute hammer uh, with bass fishing, but he doesn't get to dabble in the salt much like I get to. So I'm, I'm a regional sales manager for the Northeast and Canada. And uh, I kind of cut my teeth in... New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, where I'm from, and um, Ohio. That's I was an account manager there first, so um, a lot of my roots are there in the Northeast and uh, obviously responsible for a lot more of our of our business as a whole now, but um, still try to get into the all order as much as possible and spend time with our dealers and our pro staff out there and striper fishing specifically is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. So when I have the opportunity to get on the coast, I do that. I, I get to dabble a little bit in the Florida fisheries and elsewhere as well. But sharper fishing close to home is is really what I love to do.
1: Do the dealers that are uh, on the coast, they're uh, selling saltwater products. Do they also carry some uh, inland products? Because they don't have to travel far to get to good places to use those.
2: They, they do. I and mean, there's certainly, there's some shops that, um, you know, they look at us sometimes and um, as their freshwater offering, of course they they carry our saltwater rods as well. But you know, the if they're going to carry freshwater rods, we've got a great name there as well. So they they stock the things for trout and walleye and and musky and everything else. And there's interestingly enough, a lot of the things we've done in saltwater recently. Have spawned from silver freshwater offerings, especially musky rods. Um, there's some great rods that we've done recently in several several of our inshore series that started out as legend tournament musky rods, and anglers and pro staff they. If they're if they're good at what they do, they find the rod they need in, in our in the arsenal, and uh, we take notes. The product development team then says, "Hey, this is working great. Let's let's tweak it. Let's make it more appropriate for saltwater fishing, and and release it to the, the masses with the right tool." So, yeah, there's a bunch of crossover for sure
0: yeah
1: definitely I mean the right rod just because it says musky maybe with a different handle on it is a great striper rod or or a saltwater rod and and that makes a lot of sense to me what what's been happening out uh your way recently what's what goes on in the fishing world you know in the midwest and south you know the spawn moves up the whole country and uh, what happens on the saltwater end of things
2: so we we really just got out of the tail end of the the best part of the striper fishing in New York and New Jersey. It's it's still decent in New York. Um, the, the fishing tends to move uh, south to north as it heats up, so New England certainly still enjoying the benefits of a strong uh, striper migration. So those fish will move up the coast to, to spawn. They move into the estuaries and the rivers. Um, and so really that time of year, um, late March, early April through about the end of May, um, is, is really the key time in new jersey and then a little bit lighter in long island as the fish move up the coast to head up to new england so uh really the raritan bay is where i've had the opportunity to fish quite a bit with our team and that is just an epic fishery these days it's and it gets better and better every year the there's been a lot of uh slot limits introduced to protect some of the bigger spawning fish and so those fish just keep getting bigger and uh and our team has uh, they've, they've cut their teeth there, so they know the fishery very well. and uh, where you know a 50 pounder was uh, was something to behold, you know, even a couple of years ago. Now they're you know, geez, these guys are catching them almost every trip. Um, and you're talking a fifty pound striped bass. And, and you can do it on top water. You can do it on hmm. metal lip swimmers. You can do it on big spoons and rubber swim baits. There's a million different ways to do it, and it's just a, it's an epic fishery. So that one has been that one's been really uh, important and getting people excited. And of course, there's other great striper areas on the coast, but the Raritan is really the crown jewel right now.
1: Yeah, that's excellent. Now I would imagine because these are migrating fish, the seasons. Uh, on every state are, are based on when they're available because there's got to be sometimes that those fish aren't even there.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, generally you'll have a uh, local schoolie fish, um, resident fish that, that they're around most of the year, Um, and that you could enjoy a catch-and-release fishery uh, like in New Jersey. It's usually March when the fishery opens up for harvest, but uh, typically they are smaller fish that are around, and then once it warms up and those fish start to move in to spawn is when you get the really big fish. And when I I say schooling, you know, you're talking um, fish that are 20, 24 inches, 28 inches, um, and it just, they gradually build as those fish move, you know, out from the, the ocean they move in to spawn is when you start to get
1: the real big ones yeah yeah so they feed on whatever's there or are the bait fish also migrating
2: um the the bait fish are pretty static there are some migrations of that as well but you know generally for example bunker being or um you know there's a million different names for bunker but being the primary food source like that those fish are the bunkers are generally around most of of the time of year when you're going to striper fish. Um, and of course there's good years for bunker and there's bad, there's they you know, big schools of bunker might move in or move out. Um, but so the, the game is finding the bait and then you, is it, are the fish on top, you know, or are they fishing Are the fish down low? It just, you know, there's, there's some weather and water temperature things that relate to that. But if you can find the bait, um, the right time of year, there's going to be fish on.
1: Okay. So is this, uh, like casting reels if you're out in the boat and spinning reels if you're off the shore or what how's it work what type of equipment yeah so
2: the 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 surf guys generally in new jersey new york um are spinning rods typically you get further south and you get into like the carolinas and the drum fishery still a lot of guys using conventional reels there yeah uh from the surf but generally from the surf it's going to be spinning and then from the boat both spinning and casting so really comes down to the technique uh if you're Throwing big plugs, we call them metal lip swimmers. You're talking, you know, four or five ounce wooden lures with a, with a metal lip on. They dive down, you know, anywhere from being right on the surface down to 10, 15 feet. Um, if you're doing that, typically you're throwing a conventional rod with a low profile baitcaster on it. So, for example, I like uh, a 7.9 extra heavy moderate fast, which we make in several different series now with uh, Shimano tranks. Like a four hundred, mm-hmm. great, great rod for doing just that. Um, but then we might throw a big spook, you know, six inches or, or seven inches, really big spooks, and a spinning rod is great for that. We make a seven foot eleven inch, heavy, moderate, fast, which is a great rod for throwing the spook. You get distance, you can really work that big bait, bait, make it walk the dog, and that's why I've actually got my personal best stripers on have been um, the dock and uh, and a seven eleven heavy, moderate, fast. That's that's the, the two techniques that I like the most. Then there's, you know, big swim baits, rubber, rubber shads that are four to six ounces. There's um, the spoon, the nickel spoon, has just blown up in popularity the last couple of years, which is, you know, when the fish are, quite a bit under the surface you just you can mark them and drop that spoon down on them and and you're jigging it but it's big it's the it's the magnum spoon that really started out as a freshwater board uh, but it looks like an adult bunker and so they they'll just smoke that too so that's a great way to to fish form when they're a little bit deeper
1: excellent so 50 pound fish on top water that that would be uh I, I the strikes have to be explosive
2: oh they're incredible and I, you know i I always credit our, our guys on our team in New Jersey. Cause I'm obviously I'm a Pennsylvania guy. Um, so I thought I knew a little bit about saltwater fishing when I started with St. Croix. Of course I had done some on my own, but what I've learned from these guys, um, you know, and then getting to fish with them, it's, uh, it's funny because they give me grief about pulling those, those topwater plugs away from this fish. Because when you see a boil behind a six or seven inch spook, you have a tendency to, to freak out a little bit when you when you're still learning it and, and getting you know getting used to that happening but when you see that that 20 30 40 50 pound fish come up you definitely it gets your adrenaline going and man oh man when they hit it it is a blow up and they they fight they're
1: they're just uh it's
2: it's just epic it's a great fishery
1: absolutely and I would imagine like any top water uh, you don't want to set on the strike you want to let them grab it take it down before you set.
2: Exactly, and that's why that seven eleven heavy moderate fast is perfect because um, not only does it work the bait really well, when they eat it, you that slower, a little bit slower action lets them get it and take it down before you, you pull it away. So it's really perfect for that. And then the rod loads up really nicely, so uh, it, it tends to take that burden of a 30, 40, 50-pound fish off your body, it gives you the power to fish it with a, with a lot of power down low, but the more moderate action bends and, and takes the fight to the fish without beating
1: your body up too bad. Yeah, that's absolutely uh, crazy that uh, across the country we use different products like that and it works. And uh, I definitely appreciate you uh, filling in for Dan and telling us a little bit about stuff that we don't hear about all the time. And uh, you know, I'm sure it won't be the last time we have you on, Alex. Um, uh, And thanks for filling us in on this striper fishing.
2: Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me, and if anyone that's listening ever gets a chance to be in New Jersey in the month of May, you have to get to the rare Bay to fish, for
1: sure. Excellent. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. That was Alex May. I am Dave Kranz, and this segment is brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on Earth. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back.
3: Probably one of the number one questions I get of, you know, what line do I use?
0: That's a big debate. For every tour out there, everybody's debating which line. I choose the simple side. My choice of line
4: is Sunline. and my favorite lines to use is Sunline.
3: How all can you use it? Anywhere you want to. Anywhere there's water and bass, it's good. Walleye, catfish, trout,
0: speckled right, trout, buddy. sharks. There we
3: go. Uh, I don't say this unless I think it's true, but honestly, it's the best in the market.
0: Welcome back to the We Fish
1: ASA podcast. I am Dave Kranz and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. I always like to say I get to interview people that have a passion for the outdoors. Today's guest is no exception. He is Bob Scott, co-owner and marketing from Rabbit Baits. Welcome to the program.
4: Hi, how are you doing? Good.
1: Good, good. Well, glad to have you, Bob. Uh, for those that uh, aren't familiar with rabbit baits, give us a little background on the company and uh, and uh, uh, tell them a little bit about what you guys make.
4: Well, the big thing, we do soft plastics, but the thing that sets us apart is we actually embed wildlife material directly into plastics. We use uh, they're like Arctic fox fur and rabbit fur, which are embedded into uh, our plastics, and we got five different baits in the line. Um, I mean, it's kind of like the combination of, like, a hair jig um, and soft plastics. You kind of get the best of both worlds. You get the uh, fish catchability of hair jigs. Everyone knows hair jigs catch a ton of fish, especially up north on those smallmouth. Yeah, and And you you got the versatility of soft plastics in them as well. So you kind of get the best of both worlds on them.
1: Sure, and so you got a little enticer on the end there, and that... uh any fur or feathers or hair definitely pulsates in the water and it is definitely an attraction.
4: Absolutely, you bet. I mean, it pulsates, it's always, always moving, never stops. And we use, like you said, we use rabbit and arctic fox, which are both buoyant furs. They're hollow, they float. So if you got like our little shaker worm, it really stands that tail up on end, rolls it right up to the top. I mean, it's an action that you just don't get out of any other type of plastic.
1: Excellent. How long has Rabbit Baits been around?
4: We've been in business about four years. We started in, uh, I mean, my basement, Form plastics, but we kind of started selling our first baits in 2019, just before COVID hit there. So um, it's been kind of a wild ride for the last four years, but we've come a long ways, and here we are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, you have people using these baits all over the country, I would say. Uh, uh, Figure.
4: Yeah, I mean uh, all over the country a lot in Canada Mexico and uh, We don't really push it, but we got quite the present over in Europe, too
1: Okay, and and these can be used not only for fresh water but salt water.
4: Oh, absolutely. We got a rab shad um, It's like a soft plastic dirt bait um, that one's actually made with a salt water blend of plastics it's a little tougher um, so you can use it down on saltwater applications and guys use our uh foxtails and the cross too down for trout and redfish so those are very, very popular down there for those types of fish
1: sure so um so you have some bigger baits too that could possibly uh cross over into the toothy critter market for pike and muskie and that type of thing
4: oh yeah absolutely that shot it's uh Five and a half inches overall up to six if you get a little longer piece of fur. Not all furs are exactly the same, but better mm-hmm. than five and a half inches. Um so you can definitely use that one for for pike and toothy critters and salt water as well. That works good on just like a weightless four rot uh, EWG is a soft jerk bait, uh, or you can belly weight it with a screw lock, four rot. Uh, um, tightens up your sweeping action a little bit, but it still looks awesome on a belly weighted screw lock. Uh, or any type of like vibrating jig trailers, chatter baits, or how you name it?
1: Yeah. So the smaller baits are probably uh, very effective for uh, drop shot, Tokyo rig, that type of thing.
4: Absolutely. We just launched a brand new drop shot bait. It's called our box shot. Um, it's that small, like goby profile bait, but it also has the, the same profile, like a minnow. It's uh, a little fatter on the front, sleeps out, with the bulbous tail on the back, and then you got. Um, that piece of rabbit fur on the back. That one there is actually salted, um, so the plastic does sink a little bit. But with the floating tail, it kind of neutralizes your buoyancy on it, so it sits nice and flat on a drop shot hook, um, and it won't sink up and won't sink down. But if you do slack line your drop shot, it will sink down, uh, which as I know is. A, really uh helpful for some pressured fish or even bedded fish when you want to forget about your bait you flip it in there let it sink down to bottom let them forget about it and then pop it back up in the base again so it's a super versatile drop shot bait i only just launched that's, a, that's an awesome little bait
1: excellent is there anything else new that's coming down the down the pike or that oh not-
4: we got a few new ones we got a new one we're going to be launching here at icast um and uh, a few other things in the pipeline. That was the one we, we just launched this year, um, brand new for this year. Uh, the la- the Rab Shad we just launched uh, a little bit before that, about last year, almost almost a year now, um, that we launched the, the Rab Shad. So.
1: Yep. What was the thought process of coming up with this bait and incorporating those materials into plastic? I mean, is this something you kind of played around with and experimented for yourself before you started producing them?
4: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've always been fishing hair jigs, and my father, he's another partner in the company. He uh, worked at Orbis for a number of years, uh, and is an flyer fisherman. So having those materials at hand, we've been playing around with them for a long time. Um, Josh, our other partner there, we were fishing a, uh, a coast event up on the St. Lawrence River,
0: and trying to figure out, you know, how do we, we're catching them on hair jigs early in the year, but as those fish
4: transition out in deeper water, 30, 40 foot, how do you catch them on, how do you fish a hair jig out that deep? You really, really can't. So uh, we started incorporating the hair into plastics and a little drop shot base and drop shotting those those types of hair and plastics down at 30, 40 foot and having a lot of success with them out there. Um, and then from there, it was just incorporating into a manufacturable product and how to make it make it work and be durable and long lasting and every aspect of a soft plastic that guys are looking for and commercially produced baits
1: excellent so uh, if people are looking for these are these distributed through distributors across the country or through you guys or how, how do people they, find them? they are
4: uh we kind of blew up in the last couple of years we got them on our website they're on tackle warehouse they're on tackle direct you can find them at so like walmart stores Dick sporting goods um and a large number of um, small retailers across the country right now.
1: Excellent, excellent. So they're, they've, they're out there, people can find them, and they can look for them. And do you have a, a, a way for people to look at the product to see what you have, uh, You know, whether it's Facebook or Instagram? Or wh- how oh, do I, how absolutely, do
4: yeah. we got a big following on Instagram and, in, and Facebook, um, right at Rabbit Bates and then also our website, RabbitBaits.com. You can find them there and get a little more information on
1: excellent excellent so the uh so the fishing community is using these uh and they got for something to look forward with some n- new products coming down and uh are, are most of these baits uh made uh, to use with a spinning rod or are some of the bass ones uh, have some uh bait cast applications
4: yeah so uh the the craw the foxtail and the, the drop shot those are meaning your spinning rig applications i mean the foxtail in the craw, you can throw them on, like, a Carolina rig or a heavier Ned rig. The worm, that one, um, that was more of your baitcaster one where you're going to Texas rig that. Um, you can also throw it on a shaky head, too, but I really love the action on that. Know, like, a late Texas rig kind of drag it through the grass every time. You hit something on that Texas rig, That hair on the tail has a lot of extra drag on it, so it kicks that tail all over the place You get a ton of action out of it. And obviously your rap shad thats your soft drip bait or your Chatterbait, bait. Tray, your vibrating grip jig. Throw it on a scrounger head. So that one's definitely uh, your heavy hitter. Throw that on a, a heavier bait cast rod.
1: Yeah, I would imagine even some of those uh, baits look like they would be good uh, as a trailer on, like a chatter bait or a swim jig. Oh, absolutely!
4: Yeah, that uh, a lot of guys are throwing the, the worm or the the fox shot, uh, even the the foxtail on like a micro jig or. A, smaller chatterbait trailer and have a lot of
1: success with it yeah there's so many techniques that you can you can use and you can uh, do out there but the uh end result is we all want to go out there we want to catch fish we want to be successful and it seems like your bait is uh helping people uh, do that do you get feedback from from consumers that are using it or pros that are using it that for ideas that they may want
4: Oh, absolutely! I was going to say we get tons of reviews. A lot, we got a huge following with with a lot of guys out there giving us a ton of support, um, tons of content, and I mean, we just sponsored the coast event up here on on Champlain. And I can tell you, we had a few guys out there throwing them, and had a lot of success on uh, those Champlain smallmouth.
1: Excellent, excellent. Oh, but um, Toyota now, right? That's a Toyota series.
4: Yeah, the Toyota.
1: Yep. Series, yeah. yeah, it Used to be Costa when it was uh, FLW, and now with Major League Fishing, they got Toyota. But yeah, that's a great fishery, great place to test it out. Now, um, are these as effective for for uh, green ones as well as the brown ones?
4: Yeah, absolutely. That uh, that shaker arm is absolutely deadly on green ones. Like I said, you throw it on a te- Texas rig and drag it through the grass. Um, that one's deadly on the green ones, especially young. You throw it on a shaky head too. Um, that little craw or drop shot i mean any of those they're all super effective on the, on the green ones any type of pressured fish i mean it really sets it apart when those fish are pressured i mean it's an action they just don't see it's it's not something that you can get out of any other plastic just because the hair acts so differently underwater
1: yeah yeah and i'm sure your experiments with different kinds of, of of hair but like you said the hollow uh, between rabbit and uh, arctic fox that's something that uh uh, does continue to show life as it pulsates and you pull it forward, it probably s- snugs together, but then as you slow it down and stop it, 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 it expands and movement is life. And I, I think that's a great thing.
4: Absolutely. Like I said, my father was, uh, worked at Orvis for a number of years. We had access to a ton of different materials we got to test out beforehand. And the Arctic Fox uh-huh. is the one that acts closest to mirror it gets that pulsating action, that fluidity in the water, but it has a little more body to it, so it holds up better. Um, it's uh, thicker in the water, so you, it won't shrink down as much in the water, so you get a fuller profile on the bait, and then also the buoyancy of it you know, stands those baits straight up on end and keeps that moving all the time just because I mean you hop it once and that tail rolls up to the top or the fur floats up to the top and then kind of drifts back and forth and, and the wind and waves and any type of current in the water so it's
1: always moving like that well great I think it's a great idea it, it obviously uh, seems to be successful so far and uh, rabbitbaits.com is where they can find out uh, more about it or on uh, Instagram, Facebook you said they can check you out there and uh, definitely enjoyed having you on Bob and learning about your product all right appreciate it oh no problem that was bob scott cone owner owner of Rapid baits and i am dave kranz and this segment was brought to you by calcutta an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors the we fish asa podcast will be right back
0: the outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at big rock sports As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta Outdoors.
1: From bluegill to bluefin, Calcutta Outdoors has the innovative outdoor recreational brands that consumers are looking for. We offer a wide range of trusted products, from fishing rods, combos, and tackle to coolers, drinkware, outdoor apparel, and marine accessories. Calcutta Outdoors.
0: Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting rail. while Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long-control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. We Fish ASA is back. I'm Steve Surly. My partner's name is Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Please help to ensure the future of fishing by visiting KeepAmericaFishing.org. And if you are an industry professional of any means at all, please consider joining the American Sport Fishing Association by visiting asafishing.org. The big show, ICAST, is coming starting on the 11th of July, just a couple of weeks away. There'll be so many people to see there. And, and one person I'll be happy to see, because I haven't seen him in a year, is one of my favorite guys in the business, one of the smartest guys, hardest-working guys I know. Please welcome my friend Bill Semental. Hey, Bill, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic, Steve. How about you? Doing all right. Doing all right, my friend. Are you excited about iCast?
3: You know, this year, yeah, we have some new stuff coming. We've been working on it for a year now, and I'm I'm really really excited. I think uh, I think we're going to have a really nice lineup for Fish Lab. Um, So (laughs) I'm just I'm actually I'm. Steve, I'm out on the water testing baits still. Like like this is all I do is I'm fishing tournaments and designing baits and uh it is so cool working with a company like Fish Lab and Akuma that um I get to go out of here and my office is the water, so I'm I'm pretty fortunate.
0: Well, yeah, we should clarify this. You you just alluded to it. You you are on the water where where are you? I'm down one of my local lakes up in the mountains, the Pyramid Lake above Castake. Okay. And uh,
3: we had a lot of tournaments up here this year, so uh so it's just it's just been a really, really
0: good lake this year. So I'm pretty happy that it's close by that I can fish it when I can. Excellent. And so we're you're in Southern California. You, you, yes, sir. you live in the San Diego area. I live up north. I'm about uh,
3: oh probably 70, 80 miles from San Diego. So I'm up by Los Angeles. I'm 40 miles north of Los Angeles, up at Cast so my house oh, no, is in right okay. okay. Lake. Okay. Yeah, so uh Yep, so these are, these are our local lakes. The, the craziness with all the quagga mussels still and the lockdowns, California is very, very restrictive on where you could put your boats with the quagga lockdown, so we don't get to roam and fish as much um, in multiple lakes in California with this situation for the last probably 10 years. So um, I can't afford multiple boats, Steve. <laughs> so I got I to gotta stay local or I have to have some friends to be able to travel around and uh, fish different water.
0: Yeah, that's true. I don't think you have any problem with friends, Bill. You're one of the most liked guys I know. Uh,
3: <laughs> you don't know me, Will. <laughs> uh, you know. Didn't,
0: like me. Well, didn't like me very
3: well this year because we, me and my partner, Tim Tuttle, we put a smackdown on the fish. We uh, took back-to-back angle of the year in two regions. And uh, this was some of the most brutal fishing season with the high water and muddy and everything else that we've seen shoot i haven't seen this in probably about 20 years how tough it is so yeah when you start doing well on secret baits and you're kicking people's butts um yeah friends friends become frenemies man <laughs> they, uh, they get a little upset with you
0: <laughs> i understand i understand it, but i think you're selling yourself short you've been in the business for quite a long time and and made a lot of friends and uh you know, you ask people, uh, "Hey, what do you what do you what do you know about Bill Seimetzall?" They say, "Oh, great guy, blah, blah blah blah." I I think the reviews are, are pretty high. Uh, competition, with, you know, with standing, we, we all get a little bit jacked when uh, we're talking about people that are beating us, and I don't think that's a fair representation of the. Bill Cimentel legacy is that he wins a lot, so we don't like him. I think they like you. You know, we, we've talked about that. My buddy here in Illinois, uh, uh, Spence Petros, a, a Hall of Fame angler, wow. you know, you, you talk about him, and, and he'll say, oh, one of the best guys i ever met, blah, blah, blah. And I go, you guys have never spent a lot of time together. You, you just are like a, a lightning rod. You click with people fast and strike up a relationship that seems to last. And you know, you hit one of the marks right there, Spence
3: Petros. Spence and I go back probably 25 years ago uh, when I designed some tubes for Lindy and I flew back to Illinois and uh, talked to the Lindy guys with Spence and uh, brought out some, you know, my tiger tubes. And uh, yeah, most likable guy, so knowledgeable, unbelievable fisherman until you get in the boat with them. And I've heard stories, man. He just, when he starts putting the juice to you, man, you, you start getting rubbed a little wrong when he starts holding up and says, hey, you're going to be the. You're gonna be the camera guy today. I'm taking all the big, you know, I'm getting the photos taking them a big fish. So yeah, you gotta love the sport, man. It's it just it's it's so dynamic and it's so fun and there's so many cool people out there. So yeah, it, yeah you have to market that one.
0: That was that was amazing, and I, I'm surprised I know they, they Lindy sold a lot of those tiger tubes. I'm surprised surprised they didn't sell more. Uh, I went musky fishing in Canada with Spence for the first time. And uh, he's laying everything out, and he lays out this rod that's got a tiger tube on it. And he said, that's my throwback bait. We get a follow if it doesn't hit. I'll grab that and just drop it down and pop it up and down. And uh, he says, I'll get that fish to hit on the tiger tube. And I said, okay, if, if you're telling me that, why don't you throw the tiger tube all the time instead of just as a throwback bait? He goes, that wouldn't be fair. That would make it too easy. I'd be catching muskies constantly. And I said, well, uh, is that a bad thing? Uh, is, is that a bad thing? No, he's, he's doing it his way, and he wants to do it, but he always gave credit to the guy that showed him how to do that, Bill Simantel.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know the cool thing about it with, with Spence and all the people, Mike Jones and Kramer and, you know, Panaz, and I've been very fortunate to know all of them, is it's put me in a position now, like you said, with, with Fish Lab is we're getting ready to debut some lures now that are simplistic in one aspect, Steve, but we're coming out with the wire baits. We're coming out with some brand-new spinner baits and buzz baits from Fish Lab this year. that have any twist to it, and that's why I'm up here on the lake right now. My gosh, Steve, you think you can't, you know, adjust or make a little bit better mousetrap? Man, the the guys over at Fish Lab and what we've been putting into um, some of these baits, it's the little stuff that makes such a huge difference and uh i am so so happy to be with uh with this group of people right now designing baits i've been sitting on for 35 years steve i've had designs and baits that have been sitting in my back pocket and i was waiting for a company that had the vision to take things to a new level and uh man boy sh- i sure lucked in uh, knocking on that door and uh, them welcoming and in like a family
0: so it- it's been fun so yeah it- just great stories all around. That that is absolutely wonderful. Hey, you know, it's it's not like the first company you ever worked with. Uh, you've had a uh, 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 you you recently retired from uh, being a firefighter in California. A hard job, but you put a lot of time and effort in, and and it was it was, uh, it, was re- it was rewarding to you to to do it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have done it for as long as you did. But. It's not like you're out looking for people to work with and you, you, you need the cash. Hey, I'll hook up with anybody. You're very particular about who you uh, intend to work with on fishing tackle and endorsements and sponsorships. It, it's, it's not just anybody. I think when, when I see a, a name on, on the, the Big Bass Zone website, bbz.com, I know that you have vetted this thoroughly and, and you made a, a strong decision because it's a strong offering from a strong company. Uh, is is that correct?
3: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we used to call them turncoats, you know, it's probably a <laughs> bad name, politically incorrect, but, you know, I've been in the industry for a super, super long time, over 30 years. And, you know, when I, when I started talking about my sponsorships, like Basscat, I've been with them since 2000, so you're looking at 23 years, you know. You know Mercury, Motor Guide, Lawrence, um, and you know like Akuma, Fish Lab, News Test, Team Davies. I helped uh, Steve. We designed the first Ventana drop shots, a see-through glass rattle drop shot, years ago. Um, and then with some of the newer companies, you know, I'm with being a fireman for so many years. Um, man, I hurt. i <laughs> just sent so much pain. But I got with a good friend who does CBD, and I'm I'm trying to understand and learn how to uh, keep more active and try to get rid of the inflammation and, and all the the aches and pains that comes along with fishing, you know, 12, 15 hours a day on the water. So but when you look at these sponsorships, Steve, here's the crazy part. When somebody's with somebody for so long, you know, there's a reason why. And it's not like, you know, I'm not asking for, you know, a lot of my sponsors, I'm not getting money. You know, I'm not I'm not I just love them because they represent what the industry is all about. Good product good price points and taking care of people. It's like an ASA. That's why you guys are so high up on that chain is because you're doing things for the right reason, for the right people, for the right company. And it gets the youth to the older people that are getting back in efficient. It gives them a place of security, knowing that they're going to, they're going to a company that cares about their outcome. And like I said, I'm so fortunate to be with some of the best sponsors in the industry and, and I've been doing it for so long, but Like I said, when we get back to the crazy stuff like fish lab and stuff, Steve, I I know you've been in it for a long time as well. It's very hard nowadays when you have a company that sees potential in somebody and lets them do what they're good at in like designing baits and going fishing and and figuring out the the little things behind. We call it the science of the strike. Man, it's so cool being able to get on the water and then talk to these guys and they go, Bill, what do you think? here's what I think, prove it, proved it. Okay, let's do it. And and just, you don't, you don't hear that. You know, you, you hear less and less of that now in companies um, because they just, they don't let people have free reign to go out and prove the theory. And then you have a group of guys that are willing to listen. And it's not like, no, no, this is the only way you could do it. (laughs) You know me, Steve, I'm like, no, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. The old saying is right. But, but to build something and do it Right. There's not a lot of people out there will let you do that. And I think that's when you guys get ready. And when we see you at ICAST in a couple of weeks and you see these baits, Steve, you know, you know spinner baits. Sure. Spinner baits have been the same standard fare forever. The problem that I've always had with is it's an illusion bait. There's baits out there that you try to create illusion of something with just a little bit we're not changing the old school 035 wire the stainless steel the right blades the right skirt combination hand tied long chain cook but just adding one piece and it's so simple <laughs> i call it the dbz mimic tail i've been i've had this for 30 years when you put this and it's going to come packaged in the bait in the, in the package it's a full profile swim bait now it's a head skirt and a tail section of a spinnerbait. So we took allusion, allusion to realism and the little nuances of this little piece of plastic on the back of the hook, Steve. Yeah. I have destroyed fish. I mean, I'm catching big fish. I'm winning tournaments. When guys can't get bit at all, I'm doing it. And that goes into the buzzbait. Old school stuff I've had for 30 years. And I show guys and they're like, uh, we've never seen that, Bill. Or somebody says, we saw that, but no one ever could get it to work. Well, I did. I mean, I'm out here right now doing our new, our new buzz bait, and I got a twin V stackable blade that clacks and makes squeaks and sounds steep that is like no other, and we're pairing up with plants. So, like I said, I'm just, I could talk forever. Like, And, you know, I'm, I'm, t- I'm probably taking too much time on the show, but it is just so awesome to be working with these guys and to think last year we came out with the rat. You know, we came out with the Nature Series uh, plastics for flipping and pitching, and drop shotting, the flutter nymph. This year, we're coming out with not only a buzz bait, a spin spinner bait. We're coming out with a top water frog that gurgles across the surface, but you can go subsurface and it turns into a swim bait, and you could fish it top, middle, bottom, some fish on that. That's
0: amazing, uh, and uh, the versatility definitely. Uh, makes it easier to shell out your money for a bait like that that isn't just a, a one trick pony. Uh, you can use it in different locations, in different uh, in different ways. Use it for different presentations. That's exciting to hear. And don't worry about taking up too much time, Bill, because I hung up on you five minutes ago.
3: <laughs> I've I've had that happen a few times. The guys just slap like. Man, that guy could
0: talk. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, I need to take a real quick break. Uh, we'll let our sponsors have a word. When we come back, we'll have more. Bill Semental, one of the best fishermen in the country, uh, a true genius in the world of baits. Man, this guy can catch fish. He can help you catch more fish. And we'll see if we can get him to do that when we come back right after this. I am Steve Sarley. This is We Fish ASA. And we'll return right after this. You know, when I
3: look at the tournaments I've won, probably four or five of the boats that I've won have been on a tube. But i had completely gotten away from flipping a tube because nobody, nobody made one soft
4: enough. Big Bite has come with this new tour series of baits. The thing that's probably the most unique is when you look at that bait, the salt just rolls out of it. And to me, that is the reason a fish bites a tube and hangs onto it. This isn't one of those, let's go out and catch some smallmouth tube. This is a let's get it done tube.
0: Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. While Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long-control light lure casting. MAG 4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. The St. Croix story has evolved over 70 years. With gritty determination, St. Croix built the most advanced fishing rod facility in the world. And with it, a world-class brand that has earned the respect and admiration of anglers around the planet. We will continue to challenge ourselves, our employees, and our partners to be the best every day. We're proud to celebrate 70 years of passion and commitment to making the best rods on earth. St. Croix. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I'm Steve Serley and We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. With me is one of the best guys going. Bill Simetal, man, this guy can fish and that's not his only talent. Uh, He's got an awful lot going for him. Tell me about Okuma that you are hooked up with. Uh, Okuma to me at one time was a very middle of the road quality wise company. Didn't impress me in in the least. Uh, Now they're completely rebuilt and redone. How do you get old codgers like me to forget what Okuma used to be and look at the new Okuma with a fresh set of eyes and uh, an open sense of opinion.
3: You, you know, Steve, that's the biggest thing and you, you gotta come down and it's hard when they say common sense wise, I've been around for a long time and I've used every brand, I've literally used and was sponsored by pretty much every brand on the industry, in the industry. But when you get to, like, Akuma, me too, you know, 25 years ago, Akuma was the lower end, you know, the beginning type of product to get into. But you know what? It comes down to the team that they have put together, the Mark Rogers, the John Bretza, who's the product manager for Akuma, you know, Bennett for the Fish Lab, Daniels. Um, There's so much going on right now with Akuma where these guys, I mean, they're hard – it's crazy when you see companies, there's a lot of companies out there, Steve, we see that the CEOs and the product managers, a lot, a lot of them are not experts on what they're doing. They, they, they're not, they're not the guys. Akuma mm. has got the guys now. And like I said, with the, uh, the, the oversight and overseeing of John Bretza, man, they're going to work in the rods, the new hook reels, you know, the, the psycho sticks, the quality is top-notch, and if you go, and here's the funny thing, you talk uh, freshwater, it, it hasn't really been a big, big player. It's coming, and it's happening, but when you talk to saltwater guys, the Macarras, the, the, the saltwater reels by Akuma, some of the best reels on the market period, bar none, enough said. When you go on the long trip boats and everything else, like everybody who's, anybody's going to have an Akuma reel on it, you're going to start seeing that more and more with the Kuma Freshwater because, like I said, the the X series that they're coming out with, the the rods, the reels, um, man, it it is impressive. So you're asking how do you how do people do it? First of all, they have still great price points. If you're starting out or you're still a seasoned pro, the price points are there. the The quality's there. the The reputation's there now. Um, the uh, warranties, everything's there. Once you pick up the rods, it's basically you put one in your hand and you're going to see and you feel the difference. Like I said, I'm old school, like everything works out there. But when you have confidence in a company that's behind something and are fishermen and doing stuff for fishermen, it it really resonates and it sounds so much louder and better when you're hooking fish on the water when you're fishing a kuma. And that's, that's the beauty of what I've been very fortunate is is not only did I come in with fish lab as one of their designers for lures is I was able to walk in and see and be a part of and test and use some of the new Akuma rods and reels. And it's impressing me more and more every day. So, you know, if you have a wall up there or you're so brand oriented that you're not willing to change or anything else, Steve, they can do it. And those are the same guys that don't have four facing sonar with the Lorance <laughs> that target or they don't have spot lock on their, you know, motor guides. Those are the guys that are stuck in a rut. They're never gonna change. Yeah, you're right. But the, the the newer the newer group of the guys are going, man, I wanna be competitive, they better start looking at Akuma and Fish Lab and Soft Steel. You know, the new Lawrence units, the motor guides of the Mercury's, all that stuff. Every one of these players, these sponsors are legit, and they're bringing the best they can. So it's up to fishermen if you want to use the best and, and take advantage of it. If not, you'll always be in that rut.
0: Excellent. That's a, that's yeah. a, that's a great point. I, I, got, I had somebody send an a, a email, and it was kind of funny when I read this because it's one of those things you think everybody knows. But guys yeah, said, I, I read all the time, and I hear on your show people talking about swim baits, swim, bait, swim baits, swim baits. What exactly is a swim bait?
3: Oh, my gosh. Jones and I, we wrote a book. If anybody's ever interested in reading a really good book, that will twitch. I have to move my boat a little bit. So if you hear the motor, my lurk's pretty quiet, but I got to move because I'm going into the shore. Um, if anybody has a chance, go to Amazon, look up the Big Bass Zone book by Bill Schumann Mike Jones. We talk a lot about it. Now swim baits and big baits, swim baits back in history wise is pretty much anything that you could put on a boot tail, a sassy shad, any type of, you know, smaller bait or big bait that when you work it, a tail kicks and it articulates and it try to reverberate back into the body and it swims. So you get that with, you know, the the hollow belly boot tails or an old sassy shad or an an optimum or, you know, anyone, you know, huddle stand, any of those are swim baits. Going from a swim bait to a big bait you start looking at size. A big bait, you know, there's usually three categories. You saw plastic. So if you get a, a seven plus plastic bait out there, that's a big bait. It's still in the swim bait category. You have the wood plugs, you know, that's old school. Big baits is the old wood, you know, and then you have there. There's some new stuff out there, like some of the rats, like what we're doing with fish lab and some other secret stuff. That's going to be shown pretty soon, but that's where it goes. So, terminology is very, very touchy. And the sad part is, is people, anglers, and I'm going to shoot this out to a lot of the so-called pros, which they'll hate me for it. A lot of them don't even even know what they're talking about, Steve. When you're talking about structure and cover, when you're talking about hard shadows compared to soft shadows, when you're talking about, you know, uh, the funnel, the directional change, all this stuff, terminology is the key to paint a really good picture for anglers to understand and be able to see underwater. So when people just say swim bait, they're doing this blanketed thing where a swim bait could be on an A-rig, a swim bait could be a standalone two to four to six inch swim bait. Um, But understanding swim baits, big baits, woods, plastics, that's, that's the type of terminology that anglers should really start focusing on. Because that's going to dictate how well you can see underwater and be able to visualize your approach, your uphill, your funnel, your directional change, the compression, the shadows, the tide shadow, all that stuff. When you understand the terminology better, you're going to be a better angler no matter where you fish in the U.S. and for whatever species you're looking for. You know, there's so much into it. So it upsets me that when you hear anglers are just going, oh yeah, I'm a swim bait and I'm throwing a nine inch swim Well, no, you're throwing a big bait. Okay, now start going back and explaining what mechanical attributes does that bait have? How does it work through the water column? Is it a high low pressure system with the tail where you have lift? Do you have kick? When you do a pop, a directional change, does it flare or does it come forward? There is so much into this which I love like, like this is what separates everybody in fishing and the finesse part of it, Steve, it doesn't matter what size the bait, where it is. It's all about presentation, the technique, which is there's only like five or six techniques period. There's a billion baits. There's a handful of techniques that are proven and then being able to understand how do you work it through that water column. To create that illusion factor where the bass, the bass is thinking it is doing what it's supposed to do to ambush, eat, you know, chase, compress, feed, survive. And that's the thing that everybody's losing sight of is their sight is lost because they keep trying to look through their eyes and they're not, I don't want to say smart enough, but they're not humble enough to stop thinking of what we're seeing and start thinking what the fish are seeing. Because when you understand how fish look at bait fish, your objective, like the old caddy shack, become the ball, <laughs>
0: yeah. you,
3: become, you become the bait. And when you understand how baits act and how they swim and how they get killed and ambushed, then the bass, you're going to be able to see through the bass's eyes a little bit better. And no matter what you're doing, if you're throwing a you know, fish lab spinner bait or a buzz bait or one of our frogs or a swim bait, whatever you're doing, you're going to have a better chance of having one of those epic days on the water. If you're fishing a tournament or fun fishing with your kid, that takes you to a new level.
0: Uh, That makes a lot of sense to me. Hey, you were, you were one of the first that I can think of that really capitalized on the social media craze. Uh, You got an awful lot of people who have gotten to know you through uh, the connection they made with you on their computer. Uh, There are people out there that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, putting out, little videos on instagram or tiktok or whatever and uh i see that you've got these people making a fortune and i don't even know their names who they are but they have this tremendous following i'm not going to even make a comment as to whether the social media that they are putting out is is quality stuff or valuable stuff but do you see this social media boom continuing or has it peaked and you think it's going to start going down
3: no you you get on one of the one of the biggest topics we've had probably in the last 10 years i was fortunate that i knew uh, a lady andy tarada i worked with her dad and uh, i got to go down and talk to the president of youtube i mean gosh 15 20 years ago when things started to go to that and it's personality it's it's there's a lot of acting there's a lot of personality um the younger generation man, you know, you, you can't really shoot at them because they understand the technology, they understand TikTok, they understand... You know, some people say, oh, they, they're lazy and everything else. Man, I've, I've seen some of these kids work harder doing a TikTok post twice a day for the last year to get their numbers up than some guys digging ditches. So I think that, that um, educational um, influence, that the learning to the the transportation, we call them linear. So it's either destination pieces, the how-tos, unboxing, how to fish. I I think it's just at the the low end of it. I think it's even going to peak more. Um, It's going to be very hard what we were talking about, like why anglers haven't picked up Akuma more often is people put, you know, they're in a rut. Um, I think the older generation will never really catch up to the new generation of that. Um, but you got to be cautious. And here's the thing, a word to the wise for everybody. It's the old saying is, oh, I read it on the Internet, so it's <laughs> got to be true. That, yeah. that there's, there's a lot of – I watch TikTok. I do it because I want to be abreast on some new stuff and what's going on, and I want to be a better, you know, promoter to my sponsors as well. So I, I do. I mean, I have a website. I have three Facebook pages. I have Instagram. I have Twitter. I have TikTok. The problem is, as I still love to fish, Steve. Yeah, that's so it. E-
0: <laughs> yeah, either, it cuts either into your you time. Talk,
3: yeah, either you talk or you go walk the walk. And that's the difference on what I'm trying to do is, you know, just throwing stuff out there or hearing somebody. The sad part of social media is you hear somebody say something and they go, oh, that's good. And then they do and regurgitate the same content on their site for their followers.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I understand what you're regurgitating.
3: saying. Yeah, everybody's regarding the same thing. The problem is there's not a lot of them out there that are actually doing
0: it. Right, right. They're not out
3: there fishing because it takes 12 hours with one bait, fishing all different circumstances to find out the the magic. And what I try to do is I try to find out the magic. We sit down with Fish Lab. We build the magic bullet. We try to build that that bullet that's going to help anglers catch fish no matter what. And then you got to explain it. So it's a fine line be cautious on, on who you do it, TikTok and everything else. I look at it as entertainment. I look at it as entertainment purely because a lot of it is just personality. Some people are just, they're either good looking or they're funny or they know how to crack jokes like a G man or something. And people just love getting out of today's news to do something different. And I think that's why that social media is taken off in that aspect. But when you want to come and learn, Steve, here's the funny thing. I watch TikTok. You know how many swim bait, big bait guys there are nowadays? There's thousands. Oh, of yeah, sure. Do you, know, do you know that probably out of, say, there's 10,000 pros out there that throw swim baits and big baits. Out of those 10,000, still probably only a handful know that I was one of the first guys in 1985 making jointed wood plugs for big stripers and bass. Yeah. I pre... I, I, I'm like a Spence Petros. I'm like an Al Linder in some cases that we had such a following when we were making things happen, but there's so much new stuff out there and such easy access to content and information that the old guys that have have true knowledge – you know they're getting put off the
0: side and people forget about them. So, oh, no 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 no. There's there's nobody out there that's any smarter than you and you talk about it you got the personality uh to go with. That's that explains a lot of your popularity. Yeah, yeah, and and this, yeah, I'm going to yeah, hang we'll, up on you we'll, for we'll, real now, Bill. <laughs> we're, we're out of time to hang up on you for real. I'm hanging up on Bill Simmons. One of my favorite guys in the business, <laughs> a legend an innovator. I I dare you to find me somebody that fishes better than this guy. I look forward to seeing him down in Orlando, Florida at ICAST in two weeks. William, I'll see you in Florida. Have a great time. Catch some fish today, and uh, we'll talk again soon.
3: You too, and have a safe trip there, and I'll see you guys. And if anybody wants to get a hold of me, go at the BBZ or the BBZ.com, and I put content up. ASA, We Talk ASA and the BBZ, we're out there to help anglers. And uh, it's your it's your responsibility to, to pick up the phone or hit the, the Internet to find the right content to watch, read, and learn
0: from. Excellent. Thanks, Later, my friend. Bill Simental, Big Bass Zone. That wraps up this week's edition of the We Fish ASA podcast, the best on fishing show on the radio or the Internet in the entire USA. I'd like to thank today's guest, Alex May from St. Croix. Bob Scott, Rabbit Baits, Bill Cimentel, professional fisherman, lure designer. Man, this guy does it all, and he's a good friend, Bill Cimentel. I'd like to thank our sponsors, St. Croix, the best rods on earth, Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, and Daiwa. We've got your bass covered. They do. Daiwa Reels. Remember that We Fish ASA has a new podcast each and every week, you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, we answer all of our mail at our website, wefishasa.com. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner's Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week now. Let's go fishing!
2: I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam. And people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it.